Soccerom.com from Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros before the best coaches go to practice. They go to Soccerom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Parr, the host of Soccer News IV. Let's start with our top story. The U.S. team is now on its way to Germany. The national team played two games since we last talked. The first was a 2-0 drubbing of Venezuela in Columbus, Ohio. The Yanks really had control of this game from the opening minutes. Brian Ching put in the first goal off a cross from Bobby Convey. Clint Dempsey put away the second goal with a diving header in the second half. Arena's starting lineup featured many players who were widely considered to be substitutes for the Germany World Cup. Ching, Dempsey, Convey, and keeper Tim Howard and defender Chris Albright received the starting nods. This really serves two purposes for Bruce. First, he got to see how well these players would respond and how long they could go. Second, he got to rest the expected starters like Casey Keller and Landon Donovan. A couple of those supposed subs made a case for a starting spot this match. The first was Bobby Convey. He was all over the flanks. His crosses led to the first goal, and he took players on 1v1 and beat them often. Clint Dempsey also showed some life during the game. Not only did he get the goal, the second goal, but he also provided a lot of creativity, and he may be the best dribbler on the ball this nation has yet produced. And Tim Howard proved, should something happen to Casey Keller, the U.S. is still in good hands. The second match kicked off in East Hartford, Connecticut. The U.S. was able to beat Latvia 1-0, Now, when I was talking to my friends about this game, most of them had the same comment, and that was, okay, um, where's Latvia again? So, unfortunately, we ended up talking more about geography than we did soccer. It's over by Finland and Poland, about the size of Pennsylvania. As a soccer power, it is certainly no Czech Republic, but the U.S. was generous to leave the match just 1-0. The team was certainly a lot slower in the second half, but they controlled the first half and were able to put the ball just about anywhere they wanted. Brian McBride headed home the game winner in the 43rd minute, thanks to a cross from Steve Trundolo. What was more impressive than the goal was the knot on McBride's forehead. See, earlier in the match, McBride collided with a Latvian defender, and a whelp about the size of a golf ball developed immediately. Yeah, it was gross. But it did seem to stop McBride, and he should heal well before the first World Cup game. The U.S. will now base out of Hamburg, Germany, for the World Cup. Ronaldo is not coming to New York. At least not as a Red Bull. At least not anytime soon. To get you caught up, Red Bull had been trying to woo the Brazilian superstar to come to MLS. They even offered him a reported $120 million over 10 years. Ronaldo said he's focused on the World Cup right now. He said he definitely wants to end his career in America, but doesn't think he's done in Europe's professional leagues just yet. Now, I have a couple of problems with this whole thing. First of all, finances. What was Red Bull thinking? $120 million? According to the Washington Post, the highest paid player currently in MLS makes about $1.2 million. 
In a 10-year contract, Ronaldo would make $12 million a year or 10 times the current highest-paid player. There is no way MLS as a league can afford this right now. Simply no way. And a salary of that level isn't allowed under current MLS rules. Now, a so-called David Beckham rule has been tossed around where teams would be allowed to just throw a whole lot of cash at one superstar that would not figure into the league's salary cap. This is a bad idea. MLS simply cannot afford an arms race. And that's part of what killed the old NASL, and it would be the undoing of this league as well. Second, I don't even agree with the idea that a single superstar will make millions of Americans suddenly become soccer fans. I know what Michael Jordan did for the NBA in his prime. Tiger Woods has done much the same for golf, but both sports were already considered major sports by most Americans before either man came on the scene. There had already been heroes in both sports who were household names like Magic and Nicholson. Soccer in this country doesn't have either of those things. Most Americans consider soccer to be an also-ran event, and the only soccer player most folks can name off the top of their head is Pelé, although they say Pelé, a Brazilian who retired almost 30 years ago. Now, I don't mind Red Bull wanting to throw a whole bunch of money at the league, but that $120 million would be much better served as a stadium for the entire team and New York, New Jersey area than as spending money for a player who is already ridiculously rich and a player most Americans wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup. Look, there is just no quick fix for the sport. U.S. soccer must build its own heroes and its own audience before paying big bucks to foreign players will even come close to making marketing sense. If you are looking for an example of a foreign player that is a good example for the league, then look no further than D.C.'s Jaime Moreno. This week, Moreno scored his 100th career goal in MLS. He is only the second player to do it. The first was Jason Kreis of Real Salt Lake and the Dallas Burn. Moreno has been with MLS for all 11 season and has been a great example for fans and for teammates alike. His 100th goal was a penalty kick against Columbus on Wednesday. He is now just three goals behind Christ for the league's all-time record. He's been a class act and a great player, and congratulations. Well, let's go ahead and look at this week's game wrap. Real Salt Lake extends its unbeaten streak to three games. The first leg of the Rocky Mountain rivalry ended 2-2. The Rapids had the league until Jason Christ put in his 103rd career goal in the 88th minute. The Dynamo stole a point on the road against New England. Steve Ralston started off the scoring nicely with a volley in the 55th. Then Ryan Cochran tied things up in the 85th. Kansas City Wizards were unable to get a win at home against D.C. United. The leaders in the East walked away with a 3-1 victory. Jaime Moreno hit two goals in the first 18 minutes. That was his 98th and 99th strike of the season. Chivas USA picked up a win at home against the Chicago Fire. Juan Pablo Garcia's goal in the second minute of the game was enough as the Goats secured the 1-0 win. The best news for Chicago is they have only one more road game before their shiny new stadium opens June 11th. On Wednesday, D.C. United thumped Columbus Crew 5-1. The game was actually tied one-all at halftime. Then United came out blazing in the second half and put in four goals. 
Colorado also picked up three points at home. The Rapids beat the Galaxy 1-0. L.A.'s scoring problems continue. They have not scored since April. That's a total of 480 minutes. The all-time MLS record is 557 minutes, set by Real Salt Lake last year. D.C. United has a big lead in the East over second-place Kansas City. Only three points separate the Wizards from New England, Columbus, and the Fire. In the West, FC Dallas has a big lead over the Dynamo and the Rapids. And Houston and Colorado have a pretty big lead over Real, Chivas, and the Galaxy. This week's schedule. This will be the last full week of games before the start of the World Cup on Saturday. D.C. hosts the Revolution, and I don't envy the Revs, since United is playing some dominant soccer right now. That game starts at 7.30 Eastern on direct kick. The crew has another tough road game, this time at Pizza Hut Park. FC Dallas is on a four-game unbeaten streak, and you can watch on direct kick at 8.30 Eastern. L.A. will see if they can score in the month of June, starting against Houston. You can watch on HDNet and direct kick, also at 8.30 It's a popular time because at the same time, Red Bulls head to Kansas City. Red Bull has just one win on the season so far, but the Wizards have been giving up some points at home. That match is also on direct kick. 30 minutes later, Chicago heads to Salt Lake for their ninth consecutive road game. Real hopes to keep their three-game unbeaten streak alive. You can see that game on direct kick. Then at 10 o'clock, Colorado heads to the Home Depot Center to face Chivas USA While Chivas is better than it was last year, so is Colorado. That game is also on direct kick. Well, that's it for this week. I need to give a big shout-out to the folks at SoccerRom.com for all of their support. If you like this show, tell your friends about it. Make sure they sign up, too. It's free. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.